K98 Talk is expanding its lineup for 2015. This means we are expanding our advertising base. Whether you're a startup trying to push through to the next level or an established business trying to supplement your advertising budget, web-based advertising is a solid investment. Thanks to Talk's newest partnership with TuneIn Radio and instant access to our sister station, K98FM, we give you worldwide access at a reasonable cost. Interested parties should email us at advertise at k98talk.org. The leader in talk radio on the Internet, right here on K98 Talk and the Spark Radio Network. In these uncertain economic times, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you own a vehicle with less than 130,000 miles, is less than 12 years old, has a warranty about to expire, or even no warranty at all, you could stop paying for car repairs. Roadside assistance, towing, and rental coverage are all included. Don't wait for the next repair. Make one free call right now to see if you qualify. If your vehicle is less than 12 years old, has less than 130,000 miles, even if it's out of warranty, paying for car repairs can become a thing of the past. Call us right now and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. Get protection and no more repair bills. Call 800-696-1030. Again, 800-696-1030. That's 800-696-1030. 800-696-1030. decided to do that uh, two weeks in a row because, well, Oni's not here, and I'm kind of drunk, so I forgot to pick a new Christmas song, sorry. Uh, so we just got Oni's last choice from last week. Uh, we have Jody Erickson replacing Oni for the week, whose Twitter name is absolutely incomprehensible for me to, expl- to, to pronounce, so... I'll have her do that now. It's just APL mom. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure it was Apple or APL. I don't want to sound stupid. It's just APL. Okay. I have problems. Uh, I have problems pronouncing words. So, and having a couple of drinks, it's not too much better. <laughs> so, <sighs> a couple of days till Christmas. Thank God. So glad it's over. Did you get everything for Christmas you needed when you went to the mall today because you were a masochist? <laughs> Actually, um, you know, believe it or not, uh, my daughter wanted this book and Amazon couldn't get it to me on Prime right away. So I actually had to venture out to Barnes and Noble. It was insane. I have a friend that works at a uh, Barnes and Noble. And, uh, yeah, 
he said basically they almost got murdered the other day in the store. Like there's like thousands of people there. And it seems odd because it's Barnes and Noble. Right. Like, oh, oh, it was it was awful today. I couldn't believe how many people were buying books. I mean, I'm kind of glad to think that people still buy books, but yeah, but wh- who are these people that buy books besides my cousin? <laughs> I mean, it was it was so packed. So if you've ever been in a Barnes and Noble, anyway, have. yeah. So all in the very back left corner is usually the children's books. The line was all the way from the, <laughs> the line was all the way in the front of the store, wound all the way back to children's books. Oof. I am not kidding you. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. I'm like, really, people were buying books instead of going on Amazon. Had Amazon actually had my book, I never would have been there. Here, where I live. Um, we actually have same day delivery from Amazon on many, many, many things. And oh, that would last, be awesome! Yeah, in the last two days, I've availed myself of that option when available because <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I mean, I think didn't they just say like he is the like he's done better this year than any other businessman in America. Like he's like what Amazon? Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just amazing. But I have to say, I truly get so much stuff on Amazon. I get my tea on Amazon. I I get just about everything there. I, I buy my believe- soup on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, God, you can get everything, <laughs> truly. And it's and and truly, when you can get it the same day, even better. But I have Amazon Prime, but they truly ran out of this book my daughter wanted, and it was back ordered. So I was like, "Oh crap!" So that was my day. Off Sucked. off the brick and mortar land to get a book. <laughs> I know it. I, it's been so long since I'd been in a bookstore. I kind of missed it because it's kind of fun to feel a book you know to kind of hold the pages and look at the leather and i don't know i I'm love good. i i hold my kindle and i'm good I, I know i know i have my ipad so i have kindle on ipad and i do everything on that so i know you get really spoiled just downloading your book in seconds so anyway <laughs> yeah i i really like that um so one of the things that we were talking about before the show started and something I want to talk about on the show tonight, and I wish Oni were here for this one. She'd probably yell at me. Um, I don't understand why Democrats fall over themselves to be accepting of Muslims. And I know that this is going to sound sort of xenophobic or jingoistic or Donald Trump-like, but what have Muslims done for us lately? Like, or ever? You Anything. Know. I mean, what have, what, what, what have Muslims done for us lately? You know, they go, well, you know, we need to keep our partners in the Muslim community because they're going to be our first line of defense. Can you name a terrorist incident that's been prevent, prevented by, you know, information from a mosque or just some random Muslim dude? whose friend is, you know, maybe buying obscene amounts of ammunition and having it shipped to the house? I did just read where there was an incident in the Middle East. 
I think it was in Afghanistan where Muslims actually covered a group of Christians as they were being fired at. Like they tried to protect them. So there you go. So okay. there are some. But we the problem one. Well, the, well the, the problem is, is that you don't hear either it's not happening or it's not getting reported on ever. And I think if the, with our liberal press, if it was happening, it would be reported on all the time. Yeah, and I was just going to say the same thing. I think if it was actually happening, I think you would you would see it more often in the press. But, you know, what I don't understand is everything that Democrats say that Republicans are, everything that they say Republicans stand against in terms of women, Muslims are that, you know. When right. I Right. When I go, when I walk through the Quaker Bridge Mall, the Paramus Park Mall or something like that in New Jersey, and I see all these women in, you know, nijabs or, or burqas, I don't think, hey, there's a new and different culture that's going to enhance the melting pot that is America. I think, Jesus Christ, this woman's probably a suicide bomber or, a, you know, a sex slave. Because it's, it's scary. It yeah, it's subjugates scary. women. I mean, there's nothing... There's no other way around it. Islam purely and simply subjugates women uh, to 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 the role of sex slaves. It for it it forces them to cover up everything that they have, everything that separates them from men and women. And really, truly, the reason you know, do you know the reason they wear the burqas? Well, it's so that they are not enticing men, isn't it? Yeah, it's because if. Uh, According to Muhammad, if a woman is seen by a man, even so much as her hair, then the man will be uh, filled with uncontrollable sexual urges and rape her. And yeah, so yeah. It's not... and, then she, and then she will be stoned because even though he did it, she's responsible. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't understand why we allow this culture to operate in our country. I don't under, I don't understand it because it's disgusting. It's vile, it's disgusting. It's immoral and quite frankly it's it's offensive to any modern society to have to see shit like this in the street. So Well, look what they do to gay people. I mean, they make them test know. pilots. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously. I mean, they they murder them. They murder them. Remember the president of Iran years ago when he got up and said there were no gay people in Iran? Yes. When That's I because he killed them all. <laughs> You know, it's horrible. And yet you have Sally Cohn defending the, yeah. you know, the Islamic faith. When they, would, I, when they would happily throw her the fuck off a roof for being gay. And a woman. Yeah, and a woman who's not covered up. Yeah, yeah. I I don't understand. I don't understand it. I, you, I we, uh, Bill and I were talking also before the show about Bill Maher. How he even says he doesn't get it. You know, he's a con total progressive, but even he doesn't get how the left is so pro-Muslim. Like we just allowed, we just passed this omnibus bill that allowed how many? refugees to come in over a hundred thousand more more muslim refugees will come in by the end of next year than there are republican registered voters in iowa yeah yeah 
Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, it's really hard to listen to Bill Maher talk about this stuff because I I feel I feel his pain like because that was me when I was when I was a liberal democrat that was me like why the fuck do we tolerate these people like are you kidding Are you telling me that the republicans are 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 conducting a war on women it's like bro have you seen what have you seen the stuff that islam does to women like we're allowing these people free reign and we're saying that, oh, you know, we just have to be tolerant of them. Why? Because because they have some book written by a child molester that tells them to do this shit, so, you know, it's it's legit? Like, I mean, what if the Republican Party were founded by Michael fucking Jackson? I mean, would that be okay then? Like, you know? Well, it's okay, because, you, know, th- you know, the guy who made Thriller said we could do it. Hee-hee-hee! <laughs> Well, all, all I know is that I I have yet to hear an argument that justifies why they are they don't seem to bring up anything about women not being able to drive a car, women having zero say when it comes to their own households, um, just what Sharia law how that treats women. Uh, what is it? A woman it it takes three men to. Uh, Three women to one man is that is that right when it comes to Sharia law like for testimony? Um, it only that only counts in sexual assault cases. It only counts okay. in sexual assault or infidelity cases. A woman who is sexually assaulted by a man has to bring three has to bring one male witness or three uh, women uh, three female yeah. witnesses yeah. because Her word they might for, no it's because they might forget the details. Yeah, yeah, because we're too you know oh women you know yeah because they might that. forget. Yeah, and I, so all I know is that I don't understand it. I would think that they could still champion the cause to bring people here, yet say we want to get women out of there and show them Western culture so that they'll change <laughs> instead of saying, oh, no, we embrace that they want to adhere to this. So I don't know. It was interesting, though, tonight. The girl that checked us out at Barnes & Noble, was obviously Muslim because she was had her uh, uh, hijab, how do you say it, hijab, hijab, whatever, she had it on. And she said, as we left, she said, oh, happy holidays. And I thought that was interesting. I wasn't expecting that from her. Well, it's um, probably thinking about uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> it could be. I just wasn't expecting it. I think I said Merry Christmas back just because it comes so naturally. So anyway, but I, I did think I did find it interesting that she mentioned it at all. So anyway, you know, I think that there is a push and I have seen them on Fox News and I've seen them on Twitter. There is a push for that, like a, kind of like a reformed Islamic church over here where it is more Western values. So they are trying very hard to break away from the Quran, and I think it's basically kind of rewriting it, like a lot of churches have done with the the Bible. Do you know what I mean? Like they've well, this is what we think it means. Well, they've already sort of done that now. Um, I I say this a lot 
to people that I get in arguments with about Islam, and they go, yeah, well, how come so few people from this country are terrorists? And I go, well, because most of the people here are apostates. Yeah, yeah. People who live here are apostates. They don't want to live in those places. And so they do like Malala does, which is they they separate the terrorism from the Quran and from Islam. And they go about their business as if the two aren't inter interconnected. But they really are. Because if you follow – I mean I've read the Quran three or four times. If you read the Quran and you actually apply what the Quran says – it leads to the Taliban. It leads oh, yeah. to, Taliban, yeah, leads to ISIS, it leads to Al-Qaeda, it leads to death to infidels, sexual assault, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, this is not a cultural thing. And my favorite, uh, I guess, meme to come out of this whole thing is that Islam is a race. Right, right. I love exactly. that. Yeah, I know. I've seen that. I know. Yeah, you're That's a crazy. racist. I go, well, you know, and then even I I think I think Richard Dawkins basically said it the best. If if you can be recruited into it, it's not a race. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You're exactly right. And nobody may and I love there's a there is a meme on Twitter that goes around and it shows a white guy with red hair with the um with the beard it show, like different people, it says they're all Islamic. It's not a race. It is a religion. You know, so, it, you know, oh, if a white guy with red hair, <laughs> you know, it's like blows their racist thing, you know. Yeah, the, the racist thing. And, and I think um, on the part of Democrats, I think it's... Um, I think it's actually somewhat racist of them to presume that all Arabs are Muslims. Yeah, I agree. Because that's agree. basically what they're saying is that all Arabs are Muslims and you're a racist for hating I worked Islam. at a university hospital. I worked with a lot of uh, doctors from Egypt, from Pakistan. Yeah, there's a lot of Coptics. There's a lot of Yazidis. There's yes, exactly. Arabs. Exactly. So, you know, not all of them were Islamic and not all of them were anything. Many of them were just completely agnostic. Unreal. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, sorry. Um, I just saw something that kind of caught my attention. Um, looks like it's a hoax. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I, was uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was looking at something that caught my eye. It came across Twitter about, um, Black, a Black Lives Matter protester um, being involved in a shooting in Dallas. Oh. But I don't, I'm not seeing anything. I think it's fake. So that, that, sorry, that, that, that got my attention for a second there. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, so I don't, I don't really understand the whole, the whole Muslim thing. Did you watch the, um, to, to get away from, Islam for a second. Did you did you watch the Democrat debate at all? Um, you know what? I did not. I had a Christmas party. I did not. Um, I I thought it was really funny though because um, I, do you know who Patriot Musket Musket is on Twitter? No, I don't. He had treated like this debate is brought to you by you know, Depends Charitol and you know. What I mean? You know who the debate was actually presented by? Was it Soros? No. <laughs> 
Who uh, was it? Did Blackberry. Oh, really? Yeah, those those phones that you didn't know existed anymore. <laughs> I did I not. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. It was like I was watching the beginning of the debate, and it's like the Democrat, the 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 you know Democrat tonight's Democratic debate is sponsored in part by BlackBerry, makers of the new BlackBerry Priv, and I'm like, wait, that's still a thing. Isn't that what Hillary used, BlackBerry? Yeah, isn't that what... So basically what they're saying is that it's sponsored by the company that Hillary... uh, that makes a phone that Hillary used to um, interact with her uh, illegal email server with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I I have to... I thought that was great. I didn't actually hear her lie, but I read that she had said that Trump that ISIS is being recruited. They're recruiting people by using Trump on a video. So she goes back to her video, you know, blame it on a video type thing. And then I heard that actually what they're using is video with Clinton in it. So I thought that was. Yeah. ISIS has circulated a number of videos with different U S politicians, including George W. Bush. Um, but there is none that I'm that that well see the thing is that she made the claim and then one of her one of her people did the rounds on a Sunday morning talk show and um, claimed that a group a counterintelligence group called Sight had actually made the claim that um, Trump was being used in an ISIS recruiting video. And it turns out that apparently they don't know of such a video. So, shrug. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Is, is it shocking that Hillary Clinton lied? Well, actually, I didn't think that was the most grievous of the lies. I, I thought that the, um, you obviously didn't watch it, but I thought, I thought the worst lie that she told um, was in relation to Don, uh, relation to Bernie Sanders. She, uh, when talking about the um, supporting of uh, the rebels in uh, Libya, yeah, to get rid of Gaddafi, she said that uh, Sanders had um, that Sanders is basically being a hypocrite by criticizing her for her stance in Libya. And what she did to remove Gaddafi when he, in fact, uh, voted to take Gaddafi out. But that's that's not that's actually impossible. Do you know why? (laughs) Why? Because Hillary and Obama violated the War Powers Act. They never actually. Yeah, and just did it. Yeah, they never. Right. There, there was no vote for Sanders to. Vote. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. She built that. She built Libya. It is a. Yeah, and he chose not to now. challenge her on that. I thought that was right. so odd. You know, I and I don't understand that. I mean, I really think he. I, I, I'm no Bernie fan, but at least he truly believes in what he's yapping about. I mean, he truly believes in his. Yeah, socialism. you can say all kinds of things about Bernie Sanders, right? Right. But dishonest isn't one of them. Yeah, exactly. And and he is passionate about socialism and he always has been. Uh, it's something that he he has never lied about where he stands on that as far as oh, I know. Never. Yeah, so um so if I were his, if I were a Bernie 
Sanders fan, I'd be pretty ticked at Hillary Clinton because it looks like she's strong arming the Democrat Party in uh, really, I guess, I don't know if they're trying to push him out. I I don't even know what's going on there. I think it's foolish on their part because she was clearly going to win anyway. Why even, I guess I don't even understand. Do you get why they're even bringing up these uh, charges against him or these accusations? No. And you know what? That's, that's something that I was going to mention um, a little bit into this was um, I honestly don't understand what Bernie Sanders agenda is because we, we talk about, you know, we're talking about how honest he is and how sincere he is and upfront and whatever. And he says all this stuff to the media and on TV and stuff about, you know, the DNC is in the bag for Clinton and this is a rigged game and she's an evil, vile woman. And by the way, no one could agree with that statement more than me. Yeah. But, what I don't get is that when he has his chance to finally do something, he just kind of, you know, he just kind of shirks away from it and doesn't do anything. Yeah. I, I don't get I, that. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. And he did that in the first debate, too, when he brought up, oh, we're not going to even talk about these emails. You know, it's kind of um, obviously he's being coached by someone. And maybe they're saying don't mess too much because then in the actual general election, you know, they're going to have you on record as saying this. I mean, I'm not sure. I think the I what I what I said on Twitter the other day uh, during the debate is it it's confusing to me because it looks like he doesn't want the job. It looks right. like he just it looks like he just wants a platform for three hours a night, seven or eight nights a year in a year to just sit on live national TV and bitch about rich people because that's all he does. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they're talking foreign policy and he's going, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about all the millionaires and billionaires that are funding everybody's campaign, you know, and what, how did right. you get from Libya to that? Like, right. how did you do right. that? And he's like, well, I'm over here now. And I'm like, Okay. But yeah, we were over here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know why he. You could just he could just sit there and say Benghazi five times, and Hillary would. I mean, truly, there's so many things that. I I, I guess I'm with you. I don't understand it. I don't really. I don't. Un yeah, I don't get why he's running, because he doesn't seem to want the job. He, he was exceptionally def uh, deferential to her in the first debate. He was mostly deferential to her in the second one. The days leading up to the third debate, he was all bluster and all yelling and screaming, and he was suing the Democratic National Committee for that NGP van thing. Right. And and it seemed like, you know, and his campaign manager said, well, we're going to sue them, and you know, we're going to get all these DNC records and we're going to prove there's a conspiracy against us in, t in Clinton's favor for the DNC, you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now, you know, Bernie's in fightback mode, finally. And then it just sort of dies off and he has his moment 
and you know, and they're like, "Will you apologize to him and to her?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And she goes, "Okay, I agree." And then Martin O'Malley's like, "Hey, I'm here too." <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, I, I really don't know. All I can hope is that the FBI will, you know, finally uh, put her up on charges before the general election because. Well, I think I think if you watch the de- if you watch the debate what I what I came away from watching the third democratic debate on Saturday was that none of those people are going to be president. I mean that that's really what I came away with realizing is that none of them have what it takes to be president. I have friends who are democrats. I mean I have friends who are you know die hard yeah. democrats born, you know, red diaper babies. They they think that these people are ridiculous, and they all yeah. say the same thing. Why won't anyone challenge Clinton? Why is everyone so deferential and so absolutely hands off on her? Um, my one of my really good friends, she uh, is a uh, um, teaches women's studies at a university, oh, so Lord. obviously she's a huge Clinton. You would think a huge Clinton fan. She can't stand Hillary Clinton. She I don't thinks know she is a liar. Can. Yeah, she thinks she's a bully. She thinks she's a liar. She thinks she epitomizes the women that you work with that just ram their way into positions and step over women who aren't just bitches. I mean, she she really can't stand her. She won't vote for her. So she won't vote for Trump, but at least she will stay home. (laughs) <laughs> on election night yeah, I, she said she's not voting if it's if that's her choices she's staying home so that's you know i don't know i thought that was interesting and that's what they're faced with i think on this but uh let's do the first break and then we'll talk some more about uh evil grandma <laughs> We will never fully understand what we've asked of our military service members or their families, asking them to put themselves in harm's way, to endure it all. But we do understand that it's our turn, our duty, to keep them secure for the rest of their lives. Wounded Warrior Project long-term support programs help our most severely ill or injured veterans live independently, at no cost for life, so that they might stand at ease. Join us at findwwp.org. This is JD. And this is Stacy. Join us Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, for Game On. Remember, lock up the children and the old folks. Game On, the home of conservative conservative. Where no one is safe, and no one is spared, not even the hosts. Oh, like that was supposed to be a spin, spin cycle. cycle. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. We love you anyway. Right round, baby. Self-monitoring right round. Ebola anyway. radio strikes again. <laughs> anyway... Anybody uh, see the host monkey? Today. Where's the host monkey? Where's the host monkey? For God's sake, I need an antidote. Just anyway, do your rant. Let's pop out of the sink. <laughs> Find us on Twitter at JD and Stacy. You're listening to K98talk.com. Wake up, America. <laughs> 
The biggest threat in those days were from factions seizing control of the governing apparatus and making decisions that were in their interests. Today, we call factions political parties. George Washington himself warned the nation about the dangers of factions in his farewell address. Office Hours with Dr. A, 3 p.m. on Sundays, K98 Talk. We've got something to say to you, America. The staff of K98 Talk and the Spark Radio Network is proud to announce that our very own Rowdy Rick Robinson has been selected as one of the top conservative talk show hosts in the nation for his program, America Off the Rails. Again, congratulations to Rowdy Rick Robinson for a job well done and another reason to stay connected to K98 Talk and the Spark Radio Network. This is JD. And this is Stacy. Join us Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, for Game On. Remember, lock up the children and the old folks. Game On, the home of libertarian conservative. Where no one is safe, and no one is spared, not even the hosts. Oh, like that was supposed to be a spin, spin cycle. cycle. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. We love you anyway. Right round, baby. Self-monitoring right round. Ebola anyway. radio strikes again. <laughs> anyway. Anybody uh, see the host monkey? Today. Where's the host monkey? Where's the host monkey? For God's sake, I need an antidote. Just anyway, do your rant. Let's pop out of the sink. <laughs> Find us on Twitter at JD and Stacey. You're listening to K98talk.com. stroke or is it alzheimer's <laughs> we're gonna try and answer the question that donald trump really wants to know the answer to unfortunately and sort of i do too sort of what the <laughs> um bill did he go blank i couldn't i couldn't tell if you muted him because he oh, was sorry coming. <laughs> so you guys didn't hear anything I said, did you? No, I thought you were being muted because you were cussing. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was saying. Oh, no, we it, don't do that around I, here. I just edit it later. Uh, <laughs> I fail at this. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so uh, well, let's talk about the Hillary Clinton thing because obviously you you didn't hear what I said, which was that. Um, I think that um, she had a brain injury um, from hitting her head. I don't think that she After had a she stroke. Was drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I think that she was probably drunk or she's really tired. And it sounds like she drinks a lot. And so does Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. If anybody has. If anybody has uh, the sign of delirium tremens, it's Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really obvious that she has some sort of problem with alcohol. I mean, just look at the way that she stutters and slurs words. Well, and it makes me wonder. What's it that? does make me wonder about Hillary because it sounds like maybe she went. She would go to bed pretty early. 
because, you know, um, Huma would get, would answer her emails and would basically say, you know, she's confused. You know, it says uh, in one email on uh, January 26, 2013, it basically says it's 6.27 p.m. She's already in bed and it's very important to do that, period. She's often confused, period. So, huh. I mean, that's that's on these emails that are being released. Of course, we still haven't seen all the emails. I mean, that does sound more like... That does sound more like a TIA. It makes you wonder, or... Which is you know, transient ischemic attack. It's it's like a stroke. Well, it is a stroke, but... It's like little mini strokes that yeah. happen to people. And with time, they can have some brain damage. So, if she's going to run, they're going to have to do a full exam. We're going to have to see the results of a brain scan because if McCain had to do it and prove that he wasn't uh, too elderly, Hillary's going to have to do it. Yeah, and you know that also brings me back to a question that I've had for a long time, which is what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Like, why, why would you even run for president if you knew that you were going to be subjected to that test? Why embarrass yourself? Right, right. Uh, arrogance. She'll probably come off saying, just like, well, hell, look at Obama never had to release his school records. I mean, we still don't know what kind of grades he got at Occidental or Columbia. How, how is that possible? Well, I actually don't think that um, president's grades are a big deal. I don't, I don't either. But we always have shown that. That's we always have. been released. Right. Do, that do I think that, that it matters? George Bush was a C student. No, I don't think it matters. But well, I have I, some Republican friends who would tell you that George George W. Bush was a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah okay, dude. You know, I think, to watch him try to watch that open that door. <laughs> well, the only thing I know about George W. Bush is he was he wasn't living on the dole, and he could independently <laughs> take care of his family. So. You know, by most American standards nowadays, that's pretty much a success. Which is more than Obama <laughs> could say for his father. Well, well, which is more than Obama can sorry, say. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> well, the point is, it. you know, we still don't have any of those records. So I think Hillary is thinking that she's not going to have to do it. And she probably will pull some woman card. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't I... think that she'll be able to get away with. Um, I think there are actually too many Democrats who would um, um, who would join us in. I think so. I mean, records too. People were pissed that Reagan, his his second term, probably had signs of Alzheimer's, and it was kept from the public. I mean, people were genuinely. Oh, no, there was no probably about it. He did. Well, yeah. Well, the point is that shouldn't have been something that was withheld from the public. That should have been, you know, really. Reagan probably shouldn't have run that second term. Um, and I am a huge Reagan fan, but you know, Alzheimer's is Alzheimer's. So I definitely think we need to know what's going on with Hillary because it, in her own. In her own emails, it has more than once been expressed that she gets confused. Yeah. And 
who do you really want with the finger on the nuclear launch codes? You know, uh, I got, I know a crazy, a crazy old socialist or a crazy old lady who thinks that she's ordering Chinese food. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And, And I mean, man, I know. Look at our, look at our choices. We could have an egomaniac or we could have a lying liar who lies who's also confused. I think I'm going to go with the egomaniac because at least he, his ego will not want him to fail. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's, and that's, <laughs> and that's something that um, I, I've, I've said too, is that, you know, Clinton is just, I, I wonder, you know, I wonder if, this whole Democrat debate, this whole primary system, I wonder if this whole thing is is just a joke and like Bernie Sanders just isn't in on it. <laughs> you know, like maybe he's just not in on it. Like they haven't told him, like, you know, dude, <laughs> shut up. Just sit there and, you know, smile and say some shit about rich people. <laughs> you know? Well, make too many just, waves. It's poor Joe Biden. You think they finally filled him in, like when he was going to run? You think they finally said, "No, we're not going to really let you win this." <laughs> I think they had. I think that Hillary Clinton had um, had a lot of extensive dirt on his family, particularly his son, who just passed away. Oh I think, yeah. I think that's the reason that Biden didn't run. I think he was afraid that there was – well, I don't think he was afraid. I think he knew that there was something with regard to one or both of his kids, and he was afraid that uh, Clinton would release that. Or she indicated to him that she already knew and that she was going to release it. Oh, I think the Clintons play very dirty. I think Of course they, have- they do. I think they have files on absolutely everyone that's ever been in – Washington, and I think they have no problem blackmailing. So I just think that's their mo. Yeah, I think I think that's. I mean, I know that that's a hundred percent true. I I don't know if I ever told this story uh, on the podcast when Leslie was here. Actually, as a matter of fact, I know that I didn't. But um, I'll, I'll tell the story now, and uh, you can. Just pretend like you never heard it because it's probably something you'll get murdered for later. <laughs> I had um, I had a distant relative who used to work in the Secret Service around the time of the Lewinsky scandal. And he was up on the floor where the Clintons were sleeping one night. And he was, you know, I guess patrolling the floor or stationed outside the master bedroom. I don't know what the case was, but he was there and he heard a bunch of noise and commotion coming out of the master bedroom. And he just thought, Oh, well things are getting a little rough in there. And, uh, then he starts hearing like glass breaking. He heard a let what he thought was a lamp fall over. He starts hearing like, you know, noises like there's a fight going on 
So he calls up one of the other guys to the floor, and he says, hey, listen, we got an issue. And, you know, so a bunch of them came up to the floor, and they're standing outside the Clinton's master bedroom listening to this commotion going on. And the supervisor, I guess, the supervisory agent there says, what are you guys doing? And he goes, well, we're trying to decide whether we should go in or not. And they're like, what? So they filled him in, and he says, well, I think we should go in. It sounds kind of nasty. So he goes, okay, fine, but, you know, this is on you then. So they kick the master bedroom door open, and... When they come into the bedroom, President Clinton is on the floor on all fours, and she has a lamp cord wrapped around his neck, and she's choking him, and she's yelling stuff like, you stupid fucking hick, you ruined everything, I'll fucking kill you. And, uh, you know, all you had to do was keep it in your pants. (laughs) Oh, my God. So so they separated the two of them, and President Clinton, when he stopped turning blue, basically told them, look, just go away, this never happened, we'll, we'll pretend that nobody ever saw anything and nothing happened here. And um, the next day, my friend, uh, my, a family member of mine, and like three other people were, were transferred to some detail for like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so i mean well people ask nice... me people ask me what a, what what level do i think hillary clinton is willing to go to to get what it is that she's i mean she's like a sith lord right like i mean she's been planning this for like 40 oh, yeah. years Ask Vince Foster. Oh, right. You can't. Uh, yeah, right. I can't. He's dead. I mean, she's, you know, she's like Emperor Palpatine in The Phantom Menace. Like, she has, like, this ridiculous long plot that she's been weaving throughout the last, like, 35 or 40 years to to make herself president and perhaps our first emperor. So... You know, I mean, this is this is real. Like, this lady is really dark and really shady. And like you said with Vince Foster, I mean, she's really not beyond murdering people to get what she wants. She well, tried they, to kill the president of the United States, for Christ's sake. I think she is... I, I I don't know. I don't think she's a very warm and fuzzy person. It sounds like they have a really hard time even getting her to be warm on the campaign. Like she is simply about uh, her agenda, and I think it's been that way since you know she worked on the Nixon case. Sounds like even then she got supposedly fired because she lied. Oh, or, that's actually not true. Um. Well, didn't they say though that? No. Okay. It, it, that's that's um uh that's that's been a rumor for a long time, but that that never actually happened. She was never actually fired from the from the campaign. But no, I totally agree with you though about the depth at which you know she's gone to. I'm sure that she's been working on this since Nixon. I'm almost positive of it. You know, she puts the pieces into into place and. 
you know, she came so close, so, so, so close to becoming president of the United States in 2008. And I think that's why it's incredibly important that we rob her of it again, because she might just kill herself. <laughs> well, I honestly think she is, I think... I truly believe if the FBI, if that doesn't come out, I truly think her health issues will come out because I think there is something wrong with her. I think there's a reason why last spring she was in hiding. I mean, I don't know if she had surgery. I don't know if there was something going on she was recovering from. But there's got to be a reason why she was turning down all sorts of uh, engagements right when everybody was expecting her to announce. When was it like March, April, May? She was pretty quiet. Yeah. And there was, was tons of speculation. Right. Something going on there. It'll come out. I think, I think that, um, I think James Comey, uh, the director of the FBI is an incredible, incredible dude. He's he's had an incredible career, and I would say he is almost, almost a picture of what you would want an FBI agent to be. I mean, he's incredibly honest. Um, he's thoroughly educated. He's really, really focused on his job, and he's not really interested in politics. For people who know him say that he doesn't really vote. He's not active in politics very much. He's really just, you know, he's like that. He's like that guy from the untouchables, you know, like he's really yeah. just, he's really just that sappy. <laughs> you That's know? awesome though. That's what we need. Truth and justice and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's really that, really that sappy. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think, I think, now that the investigation is at FBI headquarters and it's been taken on by Comey and his people, I, I think you're going to find you, you're, I, I think whatever result they come to will probably be the truth. I hope so. I really do. I hope so. But then again, I mean, they may come to truth, but what's going to happen with it? That's well, um, if, if she is arrested or arraigned, I would think that the party would probably scramble to find somebody else. Because they would have to field a candidate at that point. It would be unfortunate for the Democrats if that were the case. And, and I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that they're making by hedging all their bets on Hillary Clinton. Is that, you know... They um, they have nobody else. They have nowhere to run. And they've sort of backed themselves into a corner. So if she disappears tomorrow or dies, God forbid, or, you know, is arrested or incarcerated, whatever, they, there's nowhere for them to go. Who are they going to field? Bernie Sanders? The man's a walking – the man's a walking stereotype. Yeah. Oh, he's a stereotypical old Jewish communist. I mean, he's nobody would vote for him. I'm not even I'm not even horribly convinced people who claim claim to vote for him now will vote for him, let alone in a national election. 
I don't. Yeah, I I don't think I I think Hillary will get the nod. But I also wonder, too, how many people are even to show out for primaries or for the, the election on the Democratic side. I don't think they're very excited about it. Now, if if it is, depending on who we have running, they may show out, just show up just because they don't, they have such a hatred for certain candidates. But I think for the most part, it's going to be a very low turnout on the Democratic side. Can you honestly see uh, minorities showing up and voting for a bunch of old white people? I just, no, I just don't see it. I mean, I in fact, uh, in fact, during the uh, moments leading up to the Democratic debate on Saturday, a couple of the commentators on on um, what was it, CNN or NBC, whatever, whatever the hell it was. They were they were making fun of the fact that um, the Democrats have such little diversity. Yeah, it's terrible. It ter- but it goes to show you where the money is. Isn't it funny that an old white woman, <laughs> you know, who is um, really about big money? I mean, look at her donors. For God's sakes, look at all the Arab sheiks, <laughs> you know. It's really interesting that uh, this is their pick when they talk about being the party of uh, diversity and the party of, uh, you know, the the big tent party. Well, here's the, you know, what I would say I think is so surprising about Hillary Clinton. If I were to pick one thing that's so surprising to me about her is that she's an attorney, but she doesn't she doesn't talk like one anymore. And when she tries to, it comes off as a, as a confusing mess. Yeah. Because when she talks about like the email thing and when she talks about like, as an attorney, you should know that there's just some things that you should try to avoid talking about. And there are some things that if you have to talk about them, you only talk about them in a certain way. And I mean, she knows what can get her into legal difficulty. I mean, I have to believe that she at least still remembers that. So it's odd when she talks, you know, just out of her ass. I mean, she yeah, but don't you think that's arrogance? Don't you think it's an arrogance? Don't you think she thinks she is so, I mean, truly, she is so above everything. She hasn't been held accountable for anything. I really think it's arrogance. I think that's why she talks that way. I think I think that's part of it. Um, one of the things I think is I, I you know the the legal thing I think is one of the greatest proofs for her being uh, somebody who suffered a stroke is because it's just like she's forgotten. I mean, you know, she graduated from Yale Law School, top of her class. Right, right. Oh, so, she's a smart cookie. But she doesn't act like it anymore, and it's really odd. Yeah, because that's why I'm, she should that's why know I think Alzheimer's. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, dementia. you could, you, yeah, you could be right. I mean, it could be early onset dementia. That that yeah, does hit people about that age. 
It's it's something. It's definitely something because there is something going on there. And I do think that uh, I think that's why we've seen this slow trickle of emails. It's it's insane how these I emails. Obama, I think that's Obama screwing her. Oh, I yeah, yeah. But I think slowly things are going to come out and it'll come out, you know, when it's too late. She's the nominee and uh, they don't have any choice and and she's going to be screwed. And I honestly think that that's almost what it I think that like my friend that's a very huge feminist, I almost think she even thinks Oh, God, there's going to be more stuff that comes out. Uh, Judicial Watch is trying to get the records on the uranium deal. Like, what happened there even? So it'll be interesting to see all these different things that come out in the next six months. Yeah, I think the I think the thing to watch is going to be what the last two or three email dumps are going to look like. Because I tend to think that uh, the administration is saving the more embarrassing ones for last. Because if you look at the the way they trickle out, it it, ha- it can't possibly not be intentionally designed that way. I think you're right. I think they're right. I, I, I think Obama holds grudges. I think he knows that Clinton sees him as just some, you know, little poor little N-word. So, yeah. Know. I think you're right. I think, I think Obama doesn't have any love for the Clintons. I think well, why he should used- he? Yeah, well, exactly. I think he You know, used Bill it. used to call him boy. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. And I think there was probably a lot more to what happened during that campaign. I mean, we saw Bill in public not talk very uh, professionally when it came to Obama. I can't imagine what they have on what he said in private, you know. And you know Obama knows these things. Yeah, well... I know. (sighs) Well, it's 11 o'clock. It will be in a second, so it's time to start wrapping things up. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, You can find me at The Red Wine on Twitter, at The Red Wine, um, um, or APL Mom. There you go. Uh, Don't don't find me because I'm not here. I'm yeah, I messed that joke <laughs> up. I'm really drunk. I messed that joke up. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Take us out, Rick. Living on the This is Slickery Trigger for Rebel Road Tactical. With proper care and feeding, your pistol will be ready when you need it. There to save your life. Shouldn't your gear be that good? Whether you need a holster for comfortable everyday carry or a tough-as-nails holster for your next training course, Rebel Road Tactical has what you need. Check us out on the web at rebelroadtactical.com. 
This is Slickery Trigger for Rebel Road Tactical. With proper care and feeding, your pistol will be ready when you need it. There to save your life. Shouldn't your gear be that good? Whether you need a holster for comfortable everyday carry or a tough-as-nails holster for your next training course, Rebel Road Tactical has what you need. Check us out on the web at rebelroadtactical.com. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-513-6154. That's 1-800-513-6154. Again, 1-800-513-6154. Call now. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. 